Hey everyone, welcome to Holy Shit Brit, where we talk all things about my life that and my journey that I'm currently going through that I hope can inspire you or other women to explore the different facets of your life that maybe you haven't really thought about or societally you're ashamed to think about. And, you know, a big thing for me is sexual embodiment. I've been on this 18 month journey of fully learning who I am as a sexual woman. And I guess the best way to start this off is to talk about why I even start questioning that. And to be completely like blunt, it was just because I wasn't having good sex. I was 25 at the time and I just ended a like nine month relationship and And I've only been in two relationships, but after that, I was, like, so dissatisfied with sex in general. Like, it's not like the partner was an unsatisfying partner. It was every sexual experience I've had was unsatisfying. And it just felt super physical. It just felt like body to body, you know – fucking. That's all it was. It just felt like what – you're supposed to do. And it felt like, you know, in college I'd fake orgasm and essentially I'm, it's, I never had a, um, sexual experience that I didn't want, but so they are all consensual in my mind, but my body probably for 80% of my sexual experiences said no to them. So what that means, it's like she wasn't ready. She didn't feel safe or I like my inner child didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like open. I couldn't surrender, like all these things. And they just like built up and they calloused over the years of, you know, almost traumatized my body to like put something inside me that just isn't, she doesn't want. And that led to me feeling like I couldn't hold the space, like the space for me to feel my own pleasure wasn't welcomed. I felt like I take too long. And from there was men in my past that physically would say that I take a lot longer than their past partners, which obviously just shuts you down even more. Um, I've had men, I would tell, I told one guy like, Hey, can you actually do it th- th- a little differently? And he got super offended and said, that's not how he does it. Like he basically like, gaslighted me and put it around like don't change me type of thing when it was literally like something that I wanted him to do to my body so that shut me down um and just the number of times I just you know had sex with men to feel needed validated wanted even if it's for that brief moment and like that low self-worth that was mostly like in college um And, like, in my adult years, it's – I, you know, sex for me wasn't really present because I just didn't feel the need for it. I didn't really understand why people chased after it, ended relationships because of it. You know, I just didn't get it. And so when I ended that relationship, I realized that I was looking for good sex in partners. I would think – subconsciously like oh maybe this guy will make me calm or maybe this guy will 
have sex with me in a different way and it'll be so much better. So I was looking for a person outside myself to achieve this inner bliss, this inner pleasure. And I've already been, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person and I've been in the personal development. You know, I've been down that path for quite a few years once I recognized that. So I recognized that I was looking outside myself to find something inward. And that's when I started this whole sexual empowerment of like, for me to orgasm with a partner, I need to own my orgasm to start with. I need to fully surrender to myself and feel fully safe and sexy and sensual within myself in order for someone else to bring it out in me even more. And so that's where this all began. And, you know, it's still a part of my everyday life. Like it's a journey. Um, And I think it's only more of a journey for me because I do believe that sex is such a sacred um, event between two people and yourself. I truly believe that. And it's become an everyday thing for me of being a sensual woman, but not in the toxic way where I get manipulate men, but like feel sensual within myself. And it just brings out this confidence and it just brings out this assurance of like, yeah, I fucking own my shit and I got this, Um, which kind of has been my personality for my whole life. But like I'm just owning it in a much deeper rooted system. And what I've seen after this 18 months of like self discovery, I'm attracting completely different men that I've never attracted in my past. I would used to attract low vibrational men, men not conscious, men that, you know, would victimize themselves or blame the world for their like environment or their experience of the world. I attracted narcissists because my dad's a narcissist. So naturally that just subconsciously felt safe to me, even though I don't have a relationship with my father from choice, um, which is a pretty crazy experience to like subconsciously be choosing people that you don't even feel safe with to begin with. And that was a whole thing that my body would shut down. And then I would blame myself for not being able to orgasm when it came to partners. But it's because the partners I was choosing weren't the ones that deserved my fucking body in the first place deserved my essence deserved my my light my gifts my my magnetism and so since so that's what this whole journey has been is just owning my fucking self owning my body owning that i too am a sexual being and not just other men or women but i am as well and just emanating that. And it's magnetizing these super healthy, conscious men that I'm able to like work with in a sexual way. And it's been such a healing um, journey. And I say men, I just mean like, whatever, that's besides the point. But I want to talk about what I did for those 18 months, which I still continue to do as a practice to get myself more exposed to my sexual self because society shames and almost pretends women aren't sexual. And if they are, they're sluts. And if they are, they're, they're like, 
disgusting. You know, you're either one side or the other. You can't be this boss ass motherfucking badass bitch and be the sensual person who owns her sexuality, but also who can softly surrender when it comes to a conscious, healthy man. And that's where I'm at right now in my journey is allowing that softening to happen. Because for these 18 months, I was completely, I was not in any sort of partnership. I didn't have a man. I I wasn't even talking to anyone. I was just fully in my own container of sensuality. And now I'm opening up that container to go even deeper to my sexuality with someone else. And that's been a whole experience in itself. And it's been quite intense for me to, um, to be honest, to open up to someone in this way when I've only done it with myself. But I just want to talk to um, you guys about what these 18 months, these past 18 months has looked like. And a big thing is just to really get into your body and to see your body as like for you to be so turned on by looking at yourself where you become wet. That Because I think that's a huge thing is that a lot of women before they start this journey believe that to be like foreplay or to be sexually like excited comes from and I'm going to talk a lot with heterosexual like words because I am heterosexual uh, I am a woman who attra- is attracted to men so I'm going to just use that because this is what my platform is is about my life um so but obviously this can be towards anyone you desire but so I subconsciously thought like oh to feel that complete um, sexual need and essence and to even get wet and to get horny came from a man. Now, and that was like the first thing I was like, fuck no, it's coming from me. Um, and not that the man can't either. I mean, the, when you enter, when you allow a man into your space in this way, it just like goes so much quicker and it, it just is so much more amplified because he doesn't have to pick up all the weight of your sexual essence, you carry a hundred percent of it. And then he brings in his own. So you're carrying, you have like this overwhelming cup of sexual energy when you're together. And so how I started it and it was so accidental how this all happened. I wasn't reading any books of how this, how to do this. I just, it just kind of flowed into me. I started off by just, I don't even know where I was. I, I was traveling. Um, but I would like look at myself in the mirror, lights down, dark, a candle lit, and I would in like soft music. I would go on Spotify, and this is past tense, but let me tell you, I did this um this morning <laughs> at 10 a.m. So it's still very much a thing. I go to Spotify, there's playlists called self-pleasure. There's a lot, so you can choose whatever vibe you want. I like the slow, sensual, um, like deep. And so that's what I choose. And I would just start swaying, swaying my hips and like hugging my shoulders and setting the intention of grounded safety. That's what you first need to do is feel safe because a lot of women, we have sex with people and we don't really necessarily like, yeah, physically, logically, yeah, we feel safe. He's not going to like, you know, rob me or 
physically hurt me. But there's like this energetics of like, does he see me? Does he really see me? And if he doesn't really see you, there's a sense of not safety of like up and going because he doesn't really know. he. It, it's like if he doesn't really see you, he doesn't really understand what he's holding. And so it's easy to let go of. Um, And so just create that space of safety with yourself. However that looks like for me, it's holding myself like, you know, hugging myself, swaying, sometimes talking to myself like I got you. And, like, I'll even, like, fucking um, talk dirty to myself. Like, I got you. Like, I'm going to make you feel so good. And, like, I can't wait to allow you to surrender. Like, just talk as if you are your lover because at the end of the day you are. (laughs) You are your soulmate. And if you look at yourself as that, like, date yourself, you're only going to get more and more deep and comfortable with those layers of yourself so just start looking at yourself in the mirror I think mirror work I think the frontal lobe will say it's egoic but I love looking at myself because when it's just you staring at yourself it's just you and you it takes a minute to shake off the like feeling that someone's going to stare or judge you and just to fully be there with yourself is a really beautiful experience. So just sway, feel yourself, talk to yourself, let yourself know that you are safe. Sometimes I like to eye gaze, which is where you just either sit or stand in front of a mirror. You can do this with a partner. It's actually a tantric um, practice, but I have really only done it with myself and a few girlfriends, um, you just stare at your eye. You start – You I typically stare at your left eye because that's like your receiving eye If and it's based off of like what's your dominant hand. So if you're right-handed, your, your dominant eye would be your right. So you want to look at the left eye because that would be the receiving eye. And just stare at yourself for three minutes. Just start there and you'll start seeing – If you go deep into it, like your features will change. You'll see maybe an animal, a lion, or you'll just see yourself. And that in itself is healing. I've definitely have cried, like tears rolling down my face by just staring at myself because the judgments and the criticism and the policing that you do to yourself just disappear in in that moment because you just see – this body, this face that's just trying to do its best. You're always just doing your best that you can with the tools that you have. And when you look at yourself eye to eye, you truly see that. So the first step to recap is to set this container of safety, this container that you have yourself. In like subcategories of that, and you can find this on any article, setting up a space. Like I said, I like to dim the lights. I like the candles lit. I like specific like sensual music. You can put on your own music. You can leave the lights on. You can turn them off. I really think, like I said, a mirror is really important. So if you have a mirror, sit in or stand in front of it. If you don't, I would buy one. I truly think it's that important. So set that space. Make your bed. Lay a, lay a blanket down for when you're self-pleasuring yourself um, in case it gets wet. Like set the space up so that you can flow 
from one like segment to the next. And then after like I'm warmed up and I'm able to feel my body and I'm able to drop in, sometimes I'll journal. I'll journal my intentions for my self-pleasure practice. What do I want to feel? What do I want to get out of this? I can go into another realm of it where it's called sex magic real quick and I just write down what what do I want to manifest? What do I want to bring into this world? Because when you're at peak orgasm, you're just fully surrendering. You're not thinking. It's like this heightened state of meditation. And just think about what you're trying to bring in at that moment. It's really magnetizing for the universe. And I, I'll do another episode on that. But this journaling is where you set those intentions of what you want to bring in or get out of your experience. Because self-pleasuring, I – don't call it masturbation because masturbation just seems like a quick business. Like I want to go to bed. I'm not tired. I'm going to masturbate. For self-pleasure is this ritual experience that you gift to yourself. It's this hour or 40 minutes that you put away for you just to fully feel that pleasure that you are have birthright to feel. So set those intentions. Sometimes it's to feel powerful for me. Sometimes I want to feel like I can surrender or just – Sometimes I just want to be able to yell and use my throat chakra and cleanse my throat chakra. And that's my intentions is just to like have this like almost noise, like with my orgasm, have also a, like a throat clearing. So set the intention. First, set the safety, get deep into your body. Second, set your intention. So now that you set your intention... You can go in different ways. Sometimes I like to, you know, I'll just say what I do. I like to consciously and slowly touch myself. Not my sexual organs, not not my boobs, not my vagina, but like trace, guide your hands across your body in parts that you probably have not really consciously touched before. Like your wrist, glide up to your elbow, glide up to your shoulder, cross over your collarbone. Hold your hand on your heart for a few seconds while you go down to your belly button. Um, Sorry, I'm pet sitting. Um, And do it to the other side. Just Even just slowly touching and being super conscious about your body in itself is arousal. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty aroused right now. I'm just talking about it. And I'm also touching – my like shoulders and collarbone while I'm telling you. So it definitely like gets you warmed up. Like I can feel my sacral chakra, which is like your like essentially your womb space. Um, it's warming up. It's I can feel blood rushing there. It's like swelling. It's getting it's getting it's opening. And that's what you want. Like your vagina, your yoni opens. It's not always – like physically, yeah, it's open all the time. But for your yonis to say, yes, I want like penetration or to be touched, it wants to feel inviting. You want to invite whatever is going to be brought into you in. So you feel this like opening, this like, yes, like I want – I want to be filled is essentially what it is. So just slowly touch yourself. And while you're touching yourself, take like three minutes. It doesn't have to be long. But then also 
pay attention to your breath, connect with your breath. That is an everyday practice that we should carry on. But, and I I always forget, but when I'm in my self pleasure practice, I, I consciously am like connecting with my breath and connecting with my emotions and my, my touches and throughout the whole self pleasure practice, connect with your breath. Your breath is almost a key to your orgasm. I saw on a um, documentary on Netflix, I think it was, it might've been Goop. I think it was this sex, love and Goop where she was like in porn, you see girls breathe like, <laughs> like fast and hard. And what is that breath? It's anxiety. When you have a panic attack, when you're running, when you're on fight or flight mode, that's, you're breathing heavily when you do all that. So your body thinks when you're breathing heavily, like what the fuck, like what, what do I need to close down? Like, what do I need to like, like concentrate on? And it's not actually opening. It's not surrendering when you, when you breathe fast, when you breathe shallow, you need to breathe deep with intention and depth so that your life energy, which is breath can circulate throughout your whole body. Even visualize, even before you start touching your vagina, visualize your inhales going to your vagina. So breathing into the vagina and your exhales breathing out into your body. So your the exhales are essentially like your breath that you brought into your vagina. So I think it's like, I say yoni, so I'm just going to keep saying yoni for now on, where my yoni is just releasing like an orb of life energy out into my whole body on my exhale. So inhale that life energy into your yoni, exhale it out into your whole body. And that's like a circular breath. That's like circularizing the sexual energy without even touching yourself. And once you feel super warmed up and super ready to start touching yourself, because you can literally ask your yoni, put a hand on her and verbalize, are you open? Is it okay to start touching you? Ask for consent to your yoni and you'll know. You'll know if it's a no if you know it's a yes. You know if it's a no if you're not feeling open, if you don't feel anything in your yoni. What, what, if it's a yes, it's like this energy. There's energy. She wants to be touched. She wants to open. She wants to have something go in her. It's like this, she's inviting you. She's inviting you or whoever. Um, and you can do this with a partner, have your partner ask, like, is she ready? Trust me, my God, that happened to me. And I fucking broke down. I was like, holy shit. Um, so that's an incredible experience. If you can bring your partner into this work. Um, and then from there, I mean, that's self, then you just, you start touching yourself and touch yourself. I personally stay away from vibrators. You know, there's a whole thing going around saying that if you use a vibrator for too long, it desensitizes your nerves, which is not true. It The thing, what it does do though, your body just gets used to orgasming with only that. And that's the issue because you don't want to bring a vibrator every time you're having sex with a partner or every time you're masturbating. You don't want to do that. So I would say put down your vibrator. I have one. Um, I choose not to use it though, but it's nice to have for like a quick like, oh, fuck. Like I still do quickies, so whatever. But to use your fingers is a very – 
I would start off with your finger. That's what I did. Before I even bought a crystal wand, which I'll go into, and a crystal wand is a dildo. So before I even bought that, I use my fingers for external for my clit and internal for the like vagina, my yoni. Because it just makes you super connected to your body, to your orgasm, like to feel your yoni literally pulse, pulse post-orgasm is beautiful. It's like she's talking to you. It's like she's taking a breath after her orgasm, you know? So I would encourage using your fingers because you're able to fully understand like what you like as well, especially when you're um, welcoming a partner in and he's he or she is using fingers on you. Like you can kind of direct if if it's not working. I I would say first trust your partner that they'll intuitively get what you need after like a few rounds of breath. But if you do feel like you need to say something, say it. And I think from you practicing on yourself, you'll be able to confidently say what you want to feel with them. Um, And to get into detail about how to like self-pleasure, I guess I'll just say a few things is like, don't go, I mean, don't go straight into penetration. Like, like how we warmed up our bodies by just touching our bodies, touch like the outer labia, touch the inner labia, stroke the clit a few times, but don't go straight like just stroke it and like pet it. Um, and then once like your yoni is warmed up, like once she feels touch, then you can ask her for permission to penetrate and then you can go and penetrate yourself. And this is, I would, every person, every one orgasms in their own way. So keep doing you, but I would also open up this space to be curious. Try things you never tried. Like, everyone's go-to is to lay down on your back. Maybe try to, like, be on tabletop position and, like, go from there. You know? Like, just do different things to see what you like. And and you can just, like, explore your bodies in different ways. And like I said, mirrors, baby. It's so fun just to, like, see yourself because when you, you know – you don't really get to see yourself in these ways. So it's nice. Um, so a crystal wand is what I use instead of a dildo. And there's a few reasons why I use it. It's preference. But I just feel like it's healing. And it it feels – you feel so much more connected to yourself. And it feels like you're doing it for yourself. I'll talk – I'll talk for myself. It feels like I'm doing it for me as a woman and I'm not putting a fake China-made like silicone dildo in my body that replicates a man. Like you can get crystal wands that replicate a penis, but I choose not to. Um, It's just like a long crystal and it's literally for dildos. And I can put in a link of where I bought um, one and they're so fucking beautiful. Um, yeah, it just feels really connected. It's very clean. Like, I mean, physically, but like energetically it feels very clean and it's just really beautiful. And it really, it seems really soft. It seems really feminine. It's not intimidating. It's not like a neon blue color dildo. It's specifically for a woman and you can use a lot of healing tools with it, which I can get into another podcast. It's called 
yoni dearming or yoni mapping where you use the crystal wand to release stored emotions that, that are stored in your vagina because our yonis have like muscles and your body stores traumas and the trauma doesn't mean like oh I saw someone get killed like not the trauma is not the event the trauma is just how you interpreted it into your body um so you can use the yoni ron to release like sexual emotions like for example for me a sexual emotion that I stored is that I don't deserve to feel pleasure you know it takes too long or I, I don't deserve to take up space in the bedroom like sex is for the guy so stuff like that is that those beliefs are stored in your body physically in your yoni because that's where it all begins and like as a woman that's where we birth life out so it's really important and beautiful to use your wand to heal so you know you're concentrating your breath you're feeling your body you're feeling your yoni and you come to peak pleasure and i invite you just to like let out whatever noises feel right it could be grunts it could be screams i've literally have like screamed like anger out. I've screamed words out. I've screamed, I am powerful. Like I've fucking done it. I've even cried at the end of it because of the deep surrender and the deep trust and the deep safety. I mean, just release whatever the fuck you need to, because that in that moment is what you need to let out. So yay, we just orgasmed. We just climaxed. And that doesn't mean we roll over, go on our phones and carry on with the day. This is the most important part. And I think a lot of women will understand after sex with a person, if they just like roll over and go to sleep or roll over, get their clothes on and leave, it doesn't feel, you don't feel seen. You don't. F- so I just realized that my computer only records 30 minute segments. I guess I need to download something to make it longer. So I'm kind of starting from here, but what I was saying is that you like if you're having sex with someone and they just roll over after you guys climaxed and they just go on their phone, and they fall asleep or they get up, get dressed and leave. Like it doesn't feel safe. Like the space that you guys just shared of opening yourselves up physically, but emotionally to each other feels tainted because there was no closure. There was no end. There was no ritual. end. you can't, no one, once you hike to the summit of a mountain, you don't just like disappear to the bottom. Like there's a climb down and you have to do that with sex as well with self-pleasure. I mean, I say sex interchangeably with a partner or with myself. So hopefully you can keep up, but right now I'm talking about sex with myself. And so after like I climax and I had an amazing time, my throat chakras cleared, I will just hold my yoni of my hand and another of my heart. And this is just an example. This is how I close my container sometimes. And I'll just verbally say thank you. Thank you for holding that space and like that feeling, that pleasure. It was so beautiful. Thank you. And I'll hug myself. I'll hold myself like I would want like a lover to hold me after orgasm just whatever you want a lover to do just start doing to yourself and that's basically my self-pleasure practice um and even if you don't feel like you want to physically touch yourself at this point 
just give yourself at least once a week, 40 minutes to see yourself in a new sexual light. So dance, dance naked in front of the mirror. Maybe just open your legs in front of the mirror and look at your vagina, your yoni, your pussy for the first time. Like stare at her and don't look at her with like judgment or like, oh, I wish my lips didn't look like this or that blah, blah, blah. And look with amazement of like, oh my God, you are actually, you are so beautiful. And look at things that you love. Oh, I love the way that like my clit looks, I don't know, you know, you do your thing. And oh my God, this is such a side tip, but like as women, like play with how you want your, your like pussy to look bald, full bush. Like I've done it all. And it's so empowering to have hair on her because we're told that if you do, it's dirty and yucky. And it's actually really fucking empowering if you can, if you can grow hair. Cause I know some people have it lasered. Um, that's just a side note. I thought, you know, I was 24 for when it was the first time I ever saw what my vagina looked like with a bush, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. So that's just a side note. Like look, play and look at your yoni with curiosity is essentially what I'm saying. And yeah, set that space at least once a week for yourself because you're not only going to feel pleasure and bliss, you're also going to magnetize pleasure and bliss. You're going to magnetize people that you want to attract because you're going to start seeing yourself in a more assured, confident, grounded way. You're going to know what, if you start doing this, you're going to start knowing what you like and what you don't like, not just sexually, but in life. You'll understand what a yes and a no is when you feel into your body, your intuition. And I think that's why I'm so passionate and open about speaking this is that I truly believe that sex like is the stem of like who you are. Like it's how you can create boundaries with yourself and with another person. It's it's just a great mirror of life. Like the lessons you can learn from sex with self-pleasure of a partner. So I'm going to end it there. I love you guys. And I'm really excited to have this space to talk about something I'm pretty passionate about. So see you next time.